Hi, Diamonds. Welcome to the United State of Women, a forum where professional women come together to thrive by living more connected to our power, our purpose, and our plan. We invite you to tune in every other week where we show you that you can have it all and teach you how to get it by becoming the star of your own life and not just a supporting role in your life, career, and relationships. Here with Julie Dean, my USW podcast ambassador and co-host, I am Kalina James, owner of LCR, a business consulting and leadership development coaching company. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey, Diamonds. I've invited Sarah Ariato to the show today to share how we can take better care of our health by practicing mindfulness. Sarah is the founder of Mindful Based Healing and the Mindful Based Healing Program. She has worked with cancer fighters since the early 2000s and treated thousands of people. Over the past 20 years, Sarah has noticed a trend. It is that the people who tolerated their treatment the best healed the quickest, and those who were overall healthier mentally and physically had a mindfulness practice. In this episode, we're talking about healing through mindfulness. Grab a notebook and a pen. My name is Julie Deem, and we are United State of Women. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Julie. Great to be here. I'm so glad you're here. I'd love for you to share with our audience a little bit more about your background and your journey to even developing a mindfulness practice. Yeah. So I've been in oncology for over 20 years, as you mentioned, and there are specific patients that stand out in my mind that regardless of their diagnosis, regardless of the staging, regardless of their life circumstances, did better than any of us expected because they had a mindfulness practice. And I really came to the forefront when I experienced health issues myself and I used mindfulness in conjunction with seeking medical attention to heal myself from those unexplained health issues, which led to me wanting to marry my two passions, healing and mindfulness. And that's where this program came from. That is so cool. You know, oncology and cancer is something that I feel like everyone knows somebody or knows someone who knows somebody that has gone through cancer. And to hear how, you know, from a psychological standpoint, we have a lot of control around how our body responds to heal is really inspiring. What is mindfulness exactly? Great question. So people probably get a lot of different answers for this, but basically what mindfulness is, is being aware of the present. Okay. So what does that mean? It means that you have the ability to pay attention to your body, to recognize your emotions and to pause instead of just being reactive and creating your own story or stressing yourself out about the past or creating stories about the future. You're able to just slow down and pause and pay attention to what's happening. And through that is where you can find the ability to heal because you are aware of how the medications, the treatment, the scenario is affecting your body. And by taking time to pay attention, you can better communicate that with your provider because they're doing the best they can with their medical degrees and their books and prescriptions, but they don't know how your body is reacting. So that's where the two correlate, I guess. Yeah, that's, you know, that's a great point, especially what you're saying, you know, everyone is different and, you know, our bodies respond to things differently and, you know, we don't know how your body is reacting. Can you share a little bit more about, you know, how 
your journey through mindfulness really kind of came became like full circle and you were like finally aware that you know maybe you weren't fully aware of your body yes absolutely so i have been in oncology as i mentioned i did consulting work so i would go in and help cancer centers be more efficient in their processes offer the best treatment possible for the patients and really helped them fine tune their methodology. This entailed traveling pretty much every week for about seven or eight years. And I ended up having a lot of issues like stabbing abdominal pain. I ended up not having a cycle for 18 months for no reason. And so I had exploratory surgeries to try to figure out was this GI issues, GYN issues. I was put on high doses of medication. I was put on very strict nutritional diets where they stripped out everything from my diet and slowly added things back in to see if it was an intolerance or an allergy. And during this time, I was following all the doctor's recommendations, but it just didn't feel right. So I, I started doing yoga. I started doing a mindfulness practice. I wasn't quite into meditation at that time, but I did start just slowing down and paying attention. And what it was is my body dealing with the excessive stress of travel, a poor diet, and the constant state of stress that I was in to have to learn and study and prepare for all these meetings. So I was working at least 14 hours a day and then traveling constantly. I was home for you know two days a week at, at most. And it was my body just saying enough is enough. So it was shutting down my different systems that weren't important for my job, my reproductive system, my GI system. And I had to really slow down and pay attention. I revamped my work schedule. I talked to my boss so that I wouldn't have to travel quite as extensively. I did clean up my diet a bit and I no longer took any of those medications and started doing a regular mindfulness and then eventually a meditative practice. Do you remember the day that you were like, oh, enough is enough. Like I am going to figure this out and I'm going to make some kind of change. Yes, I do. Actually, it was the day that my doctor was going to double the medication I was on. And when I was initially put on the medication, it's called metformin and it's for diabetic patients. And I'm not diabetic. I actually, I've always had low blood sugar and it, it's never been an issue. But the day that he said he was going to double it to see if it would make a difference, I thought, this is ridiculous. I, I'm not diabetic and I'm being prescribed this medication just to see. And now you're doubling it. It just doesn't seem right. I was getting shaky. My hands would shake from the initial dose that I was on. And I just, I thought there had to be something else. I didn't feel right, but I didn't feel sick. So I just felt like I needed to do my part in my care and help them figure out what was going on with me. That's a great point. You know, the, you know, sharing again, back to letting the doctors know, you know, this doesn't seem right either. Did you feel like the, you know, medical team was really open to hearing you? How was like, how was, you know, establishing, you know, this medicine isn't working and I need to try something else. Like what was that next phase like? Yeah, that's a great question. So what I want to stress is I 100% believe in science and the medical community. I've been in the industry for two decades. However, 
so I'm not saying, I'm not saying don't take your medication or trust your physician. What I am saying is they're doing their best with their research and their experience, but only you know your body and only you know your body if you take the time to listen to it. And it's a process. It's not immediate. It took me that journey was a two and a half year journey to try to figure out what was going on with me only to find out that it was my body telling me I was too stressed out and couldn't maintain the lifestyle that I was living. So my, my tip for listeners would be, it is a journey and it is a process, but it's worth it. And the more you slow down and pay attention and listen to yourself, listen to your gut, listen to what your body's telling you, it'll come more easily and it will eventually be second nature, right? Just like learning to ride a bike or, uh, you know, something that you're trying for the first time, you're not a professional right away. So taking the opportunity to listen to yourself and really give yourself that chance to be your best advocate. And then secondarily, having the courage to speak up. I used to be very intimidated from physicians, right? I grew up that they knew everything and we were supposed to do what they would say. And through my experience, I learned they're humans. So they're doing the best they can and they want to help. That's why they went into the medical profession is to help people. So speak up for yourself. And if that particular provider is not receptive, find someone that is, find someone that is a good fit to you, that you have that comfortable relationship with, because that's gonna give you the best outcome in the long run. You're gonna be more comfortable and confident and willing to speak up and have that relationship with the doctor. And they'll feel more comfortable telling you, like my doctor did, I don't know, let's try this. So I think that's important too, is the relationship that you have with your provider if you feel comfortable speaking up and being your own advocate. That's awesome. You know, I really love that. Thank you for sharing those tips. How did this ultimately, you know, lead to you creating a program and getting into like helping people around establishing a mindfulness practice? Yeah. So when I finally figured out that it was stress that was causing this, I'm a perpetual student. So I started doing more research and courses and all of the things reading. And it dawned on me that if slowing down and just being aware of my body could help me this much and, you know, return my cycle back to normal and, you know, basically fix the issues that I was having, who is more stressed than anyone? Probably people that were diagnosed with cancer. And I know firsthand from treating the patients we focus on the physical aspect, right? We shrink the tumor with chemo or radiation, or we remove it with surgery. But what are we doing for their mental and emotional well being? It's a very lonely journey for these people. Even if they have supportive friends and family, no one really understands what they're going through. And we don't really provide people the tools to communicate how they're feeling. We don't really practice listening to what people are feeling. And so how are we supporting what they're feeling? We weren't. And that's where that came from. 
I joke that even in life, you know, you ask how someone's doing, but you're halfway out the door by the time they answer. And the only acceptable answer is fine, right? You don't want any more than that. And that's what we're doing even in healthcare is we're telling them what to do, but we're not supporting them in supporting themselves. And we're not encouraging them to have a voice to communicate what they need to be successful. For example, radiation treatments are typically five days a week. How often do these people get asked, do you have a ride five days a week? Do you have childcare five days a week? Are you able to get off of work five days a week to come in? And if they don't feel empowered to speak up, they just don't show up for treatment. And that's detrimental to their outcome because it's a prescription. They need to attend and follow those guidelines to be successful. But if they don't feel empowered to speak up, they won't. That's awesome. And if I'm understanding this, you know, mindfulness now sounds like it can work both ways, right? And creating those spaces for people to be empowered, to share, and being mindful of those opportunities where we might want to open up that dialogue for someone to be able to advocate for themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's finally getting more traction in the healthcare community. Back in the 70s, they started doing studies, but of course it wasn't as popular. It was probably referred to as more hippy-dippy, this mindfulness stuff versus the science. But now it's getting more and more traction in the healthcare environment and providers, nurses, physicians, therapists are more apt to listen and ask those questions. It's just not quite where it needs to be. There's still a gap that needs to be filled. And I'm hoping that this program helps do that. If listeners are curious more about the program and what they can expect, what, what, what could you share about it? Sure. So what I tried to do is take the decades of research that I did not do, that I'm benefiting from others, take the decades of research and combine it or condense it into five to 10 minutes a day. So in this program, it starts out with five minutes a day and you don't have to find more time in your day. If you're getting chemo or radiation, you can do it while you're getting your treatment. I teach manageable breathing techniques and exercises to help people slow down. And I created a workbook that allows you to write down how you're feeling, write down your experience, your questions for your healthcare team, their answers so that you can communicate that with your friends and family. Studies have shown that people only retain 20% of what they're told at the doctor's office. So there's an 80% gap of what they remember to do in implementing the care plan that their provider offered. So jotting down notes and having that area to communicate and get support from your friends and family. And again, you don't have to find more time in the day. A lot of the studies and a lot of the programs that were out there, mainly for PTSD, addiction, or stress reduction, they require 45 minutes a day plus an additional two and a half hour meeting a week. And that's just not feasible for people. So this program really tries to provide the benefit for people in manageable steps, five to 10 minutes a day. This has been so great. Thank you so much, Sarah. If our listeners want to get a hold of you, what would be the best way for them to reach out? I saw that you had a free video too on your website. I'm sure you'd want to share a little bit more about that also. Sure, I do. So they can check out mindfulbasedhealing.com or lazygirlmeditation.com. 
For people that don't think meditation or mindfulness is accessible, I've put together a couple of short intros at Lazy Girl Meditation. So enjoy those. I love that. That is really cool. Well, thank you so much for being on our show today, Sarah. Thank you so much, Julie. It was great to be here. Until next time, Diamonds, shine bright. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it. Share it with people you care about, people you think this will benefit. Share with your team or colleague who is having a difficult time and is looking for solutions. We all want to help people live empowered, to know what to do when faced with uncertainty. And I believe that these ideas can help others have that success. So please share it. But also follow us on our hashtag community power purpose plan and tell us what you think and how this episode has helped you. Diamonds, you have a choice to live connected to progress and growth. You deserve it. And it is yours to have. Live life, my friend, and be encouraged to step into your power purpose plan today. Until next time, take care.